Welcome to the Think Wealthy Podcast. I'm your host, David Prail. The Think Wealthy Podcast is sponsored by YDLP Investments, the home of the $10,000 commercial real estate investment. Hello and welcome back to the Think Wealthy Podcast. I'm your host, David Prail, and today we're continuing our discussion of cap rates. Last time we discussed that cap rates are simply the net operating income divided by the value of the building, also called the book value. But now we're going to learn a little bit more about how we use this and really what's, what's happening here. So what determines a cap rate? And the short answer is the market determines a cap rate. Let's, let's back this up a second and try to think like an investor. Imagine that you can go to a store that sells investments. And there are different products on the shelves. And each and every one of them pays out $1 a year. You can buy as many as you want. So let's pretend these are machines. And these machines vary in quality. Some are made from solid platinum and are nearly impossible to break. And some are made from a very cheap plastic. And they're not going to last very long. And they wouldn't survive a fall. So obviously, the more solidly built machines that pump out this dollar a year are going to cost more even though all the machines are paying out the same dollar a year. In our example, people will be willing to pay, let's say, $50 a machine for these platinum machines, but for these cheap plastic ones, people only pay 10 bucks a unit. Now, let's say you had $50, and you could buy one platinum machine and make 2% a year on your money, or you could buy five of the cheap machines and make $5 a year on your money, 10% on your money, which one would you buy? So again, it's a question of 2% being very reliable or 10% with greater risk. What would you do? And there's no right answer. Some people will go for the more stable returns. And some people will go for the riskier returns that have higher reward. This is how the real estate market works. But instead of buying money machines in a money machine store, you buy tenanted properties or non-tenanted properties. And instead of going to a store, we have the global real estate market. Now, what determines what people are willing to pay for real estate? So again, it depends on the other options. What else is out there? Let's go back to our example. And we have that store that sells those platinum and plastic machines. Now, what if the cost of platinum were to go up? And now the machines, because of the cost of raw materials, cost $100. And now you're only earning 1% a year on those machines. So all of a sudden, the plastic machines, with all their risk, are going to look twice as interesting. Because now it's not 10% versus 2%. It's 10% versus 1%. And at that point, the store owner, people, there'd be more demand to buy those plastic machines. And the store owner could, in turn, raise the price on those plastic machines. He could raise it to 12 bucks a unit. The buyer would still make a return of 8.3% a year, which is definitely better than the 1%. 
How does it work in real estate? Well, let's compare a minute. Let's see. What, what, real estate investors have many ways to make money, right? Real estate is not the only way to make money. So let's say government bonds are paying out 2%, which is kind of like our platinum money machines. 1% payout on every $50 bond purchase. Corporate bonds may be paying 3 or 4%, which is a $1 payout on every $25 to $33 bond purchase. What kind of return do we need on our investment in order to justify the additional risk and reduced liquidity of a real estate investment? And even more specifically, how much do we need to justify that risk with this property in this particular market? And this is the thinking that determines cap rates on a market level. Right? It's not that every single real estate buyer is comparing real estate to government bonds. But the market as a whole is moving in response to what other options are out there and the inherent risk of the deal itself, or the inherent risk of the property type itself and the location, etc. This is why discussions on cap rates always start with discussions of asset type and class and market. And sometimes even sub-market or who the anchor tenant is and who the main tenant is, etc. The reasoning is that investors are willing to take and accept the risk on properties like this one or similar to the one we're looking at for similar returns. And that determines what's acceptable in the market, this type of return for this type of risk. When we say comparable properties in this market, similar multifamily properties, class A within a one mile radius, sold for around this cap rate, what we're saying is, is this is the risk and this is the reward, or really this is the risk reward setup that the market has determined to be appropriate. And therefore that determines the value of the property. So this was a little bit, a little bit high in the sky. Next time we're gonna dive into some hard, some hard numbers. And, and see how this works in action based on some actual real numbers from New York City in 2016. I'll see you in the next one. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you learned something of value. If you've gained from this podcast, please do me a huge favor and leave a five-star review. If you feel that I haven't earned that five-star review, please reach out and let me know how we can earn your recommendation. Until next time, I'm David Prell, and thank you again for joining me today on the Think Wealthy Podcast, sponsored by YDLP Investments.